You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. You know the deal by this uh, at this point. This UFC special. We got Ricky here. We have Sean Brady, UFC fighter, with us as well to break down the card for this weekend. UFC 269 should be a fantastic night. SteadyPicks.com, completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself, from Ricky. Big John, Donnie, Sean Brady's picks are posted there as well. And, of course, the Steady Pick system. It's all completely free to sign up. So add it to your handicapping uh, tools today. And while you're there, we talk about this all the time. We'll be talking about it today as well. There's never a better time to sign up for more sports books to have more outs available to you. So we have special links on the site for BetMGM, for BetRivers, uh, to get a special sign-up offer for new customers only uh, and take advantage of them because it's a fantastic way to have more sports books. Again, the bonuses are where you can really make some really good money. Even if you sign up between the two and kind of uh, go against each other on both of your free bets and just lock in a, a guarantee win. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Point is, sign up, get some new sports books. That's what you want. Ricky, welcome into the show. How you doing? Good, good, guys. I got the Red Bull cracked. I got the betting app open. I'm ready to make some money. Awesome. And Sean, welcome into the show. Good to have you back. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm looking forward to talking some fights and um, hopefully making some money because I dug myself a little bit of a hole last week. So <laughs> I got I to I gotta get myself out. That's the, uh, oh. you know, that's the thing with, with betting on sports. It doesn't always go your way. So it's, it's all about how you bounce back. It's the nature of the beast, man. And honestly, it, it makes it funner. You know, obviously I love fighting, but even like, like football and stuff like that. Like I was never a big, uh, like normal, like sports guy, quote unquote, but like putting a little bit of action on the games and, and shit like that it definitely makes it a lot more interesting. Definitely makes you like. Do your do your research, like do shit like that. So uh, betting is it definitely definitely makes it makes it more interesting and it makes it more fun. So as long as you're not you're not losing your mortgage, it's all good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And man, we've got an absolutely loaded card, so we'll dive into it here. I've got a few bets uh, that we'll go over. Sean, I know has a bunch. Ricky, I believe, has maybe one or two that he'll throw in here as well. Uh, so a lot of picks coming up, a 
lot of best bets from from all three of us here. So we'll start with the first fight we're going to look at, which is on the the prelims. Uh, it's Pedro Munoz and Dominic Cruz. A yep. fantastic fight. Sean, we'll start with you. What do you see here? Uh, can Dominic Cruz keep on going here? What do you say? So, I mean, I think this, like, uh, a lot of these fights, they did a really good job matchmaking this card. They're all, like, super, super close fights. I don't think there's any massive favorites from, like, this fight on up besides Sean O'Malley. Um, so that means these fights are just matched very, very well. And this is this one is definitely a close one. But I do think Dominic Cruz should get this one done. Um, he, uh, I was listening to his, his stats earlier when I was driving home before we were doing this, and he doesn't get hit much. You know, he did get finished by Henry Cejudo, but it was kind of a weird finish. You know, he did get caught. But outside of that, he doesn't get hit too much. And um, he, he he mixes in the takedowns better than Pedro does. Pedro really doesn't go for takedowns. So if this fight is close on the feet, I can see Dominic shooting and securing a takedown or just mixing those takedowns in and making it um, a more clear-cut win for him. I, I really think this fight's going to go to, to decision. And uh, I think Dominic's, I think he's going to keep it rolling. You know, he had a close fight against Casey Kenny, his last one out, but I think he'll get it done. I think he's got a, a, a pretty, I think he's a little bit taller. He's got a little bit more of a, yeah, he's got a little bit, he's got like three or four inch reach advantage. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Dominic Cruz and I'd go, and even if you're not com- comfortable with that, I'll just take the fight to go decision. And just to fill this in, it was uh, the line right now is minus one ten both ways. So completely, so it's, you know, yeah. like a any other sport, minus one ten both sides. Looks like it opened with Cruz as a slighter, uh, a minus one fifteen favorite. So it's more of a slight favorite. Um, turned back down to one ten. So looks like to me some money's coming in on on Pedro. So interesting uh, fight. It's going to be a, a close one. The thing that concerns yeah. me, and, and we talk about this all the time, is the the trifecta, right? So we want age, reach, and height. We want the advantage on all three. And uh, Tom, that has killed me. I've been following that a little bit. I don't know, man. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm not checking any boxes anymore. So for me, like, it's it's tough because, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> the the Sorry, age. Tom. The age is, is tough because I feel like MMA, like we're seeing guys, a lot of champions and a lot of older guys, like not older, but in their mid to late 30s are champions. And if they're not champions, they're still ranked fighters. So it's um it's very hard to say that. And then same thing with the height and the reach. Like maybe that might work a little bit better for boxing. And I'm sure it does work sometimes in MMA. I, I've heard guys say it, but. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm a shorter guy, you know, so I don't know if, if that has something to do with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I've tried to do it a few times, and uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like we always say, though, MMA is, MMA is tough, man. But in this case, I do think that it's going to work for Cruz. Outside, there, neither one of these dudes are spring chickens. Uh, Pedro Muniz mm-hmm. is 35. And Cruz is 36, so you can throw the age out the window pretty much there. 
Cruz mm-hmm. has a, a three-inch reach advantage, and he has a what's the height? And he has a um, a two-inch height advantage. So, I mean, if you're going to go by that, then then it just um, solidifies this uh, this pick even a little bit more. Yep. Love it. I do not have a play on this, Ricky. Do you have a? a yeah, a oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching it. No, no okay, picks. No, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, but it sounds like it sounds like we got to lean on Dominic Cruz yeah. and maybe the fight to go the distance. Yep. Okay. Cool. We'll keep it. We'll keep it rolling then uh, into the next fight, which is Josh Emmett, Dan Ige. Um, this one, we've seen some wild line movement. Uh, Tom and I had actually touched on this fight earlier in the show. The line is steaming toward Ige here. Uh, any thoughts, Sean? So I'm actually leaning um, Josh Emmett. I'm super impressed with this guy. I know he's been out for a little while uh, after he fought Burgos, and that fight was – he was hitting Burgos with the fucking kitchen sink. And, um, yeah, he looked really good in that fight, but I think he tore his AC – he tore something in one of his knees. So I know he's been out for a while because of that. But outside of that, like, uh, again, I was listening to the people break down the fights, and – Every single fight he's had, he either drops the person at least one or two times. So he uh, he has big, big power in his hands, and I think he'll get it done against Dan Ige. But Dan's tough. You know, he's only lost to really good guys. So I, same thing as the last fight. If you're not comfortable picking someone, I would pick this fight to, to not go the distance because they both hit hard, and I'm sure someone's going to get put out. But I'm leaning uh, Josh Emmett. And that's not good because I'm on Ige. Uh, uh, oh, this again. <laughs> really? I know. I know. I didn't even keep track of how it went last time I went against you, but I'm assuming not well for me. Um, it's, it's all good, man. What, give me your, give me your, give me your reasons. Though. I like, I like hearing it. So the biggest reason, honestly, outside of the actual fighting is that is a monstrous line move from a market perspective. What's the, what's the line? So it opened with Ige at plus 145, uh, Josh Emmett minus 270, or no, 220. I'm sorry, like minus 220. It's all the way down to Ige plus 140, plus 135 at some places. So we're talking 40 cents of movement towards Ige, and that's just a heck of a lot, more than you normally would see. So really, truthfully, that is my only reason in doing so. Okay. um, Outside of the the actual fighting. Do you, have, do you have any, like, what do you what do you think is making that happen? Well, usually like, what moves the lines is respected betters betting one way or the other. So if I got, yeah, if I run a sports book and there's a couple of people that that bet the UFC that I really respect, right? That I think they're really good. They win, whatever, and they come yeah, in yeah, and they want to go a huge bet on Ige. I'm going to say, geez, I think I got this line priced wrong. I think it's priced wrong, so you're going to adjust it. It's coming back up, though, guys. Um, That one's started to even out a little bit. Yeah, he's a minus – I'm on FanDuel right now, and they have um, Josh Emmett minus 170, Ige plus 138. Okay. And that actually leads me to a quick question. Don't want to go too far out in left field here, but Sean – Tom and I were talking about earlier this week. It's really interesting that like the two times that 
the lines move the most in these fights are first when they open, like Tom said, and you know, maybe that the big money comes in, the respected money one way or the other. But yeah. the second is uh, after the weight cut, when you get like the first visual of the fighters after the cut. And I'm just curious, like from your perspective, how much can like a, a bad or a tough weight cut weigh on you in the octagon? Is that something that you, you know, can really like mess your body up if, uh, if it's a tough cut or could you, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. So visual is hard, especially when they're, unless like you're watching them, like the, um, the initial first weigh in to see if they're like wobbly or like anything like that, like getting on the actual scale. Um, or like if they weigh in, like if they miss the first time and then they have to go cut again, that's, okay. like a, that's a tell that like maybe they're having a hard weight, uh, like a weight cut because usually when, if you're going to, if your weight cuts going good, you're on the first time. Like you're not going to, if you're having an easy weight cut or a good weight cut, you're not going to have to go cut again. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? So right. if, you're, if you're looking for that, then yeah, that could definitely tell you, but I mean, that definitely won't play anything right now because these guys haven't weighed in yet. So, but um, yeah, I could definitely see people, like I said, I could see people using that method, but um, it's just so hard to tell because cutting weight, no matter if you're having an easy weight cut, cutting weight, whether it's a pound or 10 pounds sucks. So <laughs> it's, it, everyone's going to be feeling it a little bit, no matter what, but yeah, it, it can definitely affect you and you kind of really won't tell until, until they get in there, you know? Right. And the, the body just doesn't quite feel right. I exactly. guess. Right. Or, okay. It's interesting stuff. Um, so but, yeah, I'm with Josh Emmett though. I'm going to take, I enjoy watching him fight. He's got big power in his hands. So does Ige. So someone's going to get, uh, someone's getting clipped. Love it. So we got, we got to bet both ways on that one. Um, which will take us into the main event where we got, Rulian Paiva and Sean O'Malley in this bantamweight, uh, opening up the card, bantamweight battle. Where are you guys leaning? I actually got a little bet in this one. I'm going Sean O'Malley, man. It's 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 uh it's hard to bet against this guy. You know he is very he's very good. His striking's it's it's on point. You know, um, looking at this at Paiva, he is good. He's 21 and three. His three losses are to one guy I'd never heard of, Kai Kai France, which I heard actually was a... He's a on very, this card. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting Cody Garbrandt. I heard that uh, Paiva actually won that fight. It was very close. So, yeah, and mm. then looking at his transit schedule outside of that, he hasn't fought anybody really good. Neither has Sean O'Malley, but... Yeah, I'm not looking too far into this one. I'm taking Sean O'Malley by. I'm going to take him by knockout. Love it, Tom. What do you got? I have no thoughts on this one. I I defer to Ricky yeah. for this. Ricky's uh, he's got the play here. What's the play, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I actually got myself in some shit with this one, guys, because I was messing around on social media and I had a, a pretty big Sean O'Malley bet up already on the site. And I told someone if I lost my bet, I would do the crate challenge. Not thinking anything would, would go oh. by it. Guys, it it blew up. We got the most messages we ever got. These people want blood from me. They want me <laughs> on the ground. So I need, I need Sean O'Malley to come through in yeah. this fight. 
Uh, Dude, yeah, you, you might not you might not make it out of that crate challenge. Some people are getting wrecked. I haven't seen it in a little bit, but people are getting bodied. Luckily for you, I think Sean O'Malley's got this one locked up. So I got to stop running my big mouth, guys. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you that for Especially sure. Especially with but... two left feet, Ricky. Two left feet in the crate <laughs> challenge doesn't, doesn't work together. Oh, let's man. pray for the whole Steady Picks team. We're going Sean O'Malley. And let's go Sean O'Malley by knockout, hopefully. <laughs> and you know, yeah, if, I got uh, I got the knockout. If it has to come to the crate challenge, you know I'll be the first one in the front of the row with my phone out, ready to post I, I, it all if, over. If I honestly, have to do that. I wouldn't be there for it. So, we'll, <laughs> I'll we'll tell be, you what, guys. We'll I'm a man it. of my word. If, hey. if if I lose it, it will be on Instagram Live. There'll be there'll be tickets. Whoever wants them, I'll do it. But. I'm hoping I'm hoping it won't come to that. So. I don't think it's gonna I, I think you're gonna I think you're I think you're gonna be all right. <laughs> well I love that we're all on the same side here of the pick at least. We're all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. John O'Malley. Um next fight though, guys. Uh what do we got here? Kai Car France, who we were just talking about, taking on Cody Garbrandt. Uh what do you guys got? Um, I'm going Cody Garbrandt, uh just out of a few different things. One Cody hits like a fucking Mack truck and he weighs 135 pounds. Now he's going to weigh 120 pounds, 25 pounds. He's, I've watched, like I'm friends with him on social media. We, uh, we talk back and forth a little bit. He's one of the most explosive guys I've ever seen. He's just so fast and dynamic. And um, I know he's had a bit of a rough, a rough patch his last couple of fights. But if you look at his losses, literally the best guys in the world, TJ Dillashaw twice, Pedro yeah. Peter, Pedro Munoz, he was, he had Pedro out on his feet and he just got into a slugfest, got caught, uh, knocks out a Sun Sal with that crazy punch, and then he loses to Rob Font there. No shame in that. And then you go to um, Kai Car France and you look at his wins, and the biggest name on here is Julian Paiva, the guy we were just talking about, which a lot of people thought Paiva actually won that fight. Mm-hmm. Granted, his last two losses were only to Brandon Voivell, who's very good, and then the champion, Brandon Moreno. So his losses are only to good guys, but his wins aren't against the best guys. Um, he's 5'4". I know Cody. Let me see what Cody is. Cody's 5'8", and Cody has a 65-and-a-half-inch reach. He actually has an inch. Uh, Kai's going to have a rent, uh, an inch reach advantage, but... Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Cody all this way, one way traffic, and I'm, I think I'm going to take Cody by knockout. So that's that's what I'm thinking. Oh no! Oh not oh, again! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh no! What what do we got? You know I'm on Kai again. <sighs> pretty much the same thinking as before. When I see a line move as much as it has, uh, Kai opened one plus one fifty five all the way down to plus one twenty. So another significant line move towards Kai, and I can't ignore that. I can't ignore it. So I have to go Kai plus 120 is the number that I got, and that is still available. I respect it. It's a close fight, but uh, like I said, I think Cody's got that. Hopefully he's tightened some things up. You know, he doesn't come out super aggressive, and um, he can get it done because, man – before he lost to TJ, there's a couple of times he was a world beater, you know. He beat Dominic Cruz. He beat a lot of these guys. So I'm looking to see him bounce back. 
I do yeah. wonder what and, percentage uh, of people listening when they hear uh, my take and then Sean's take. I wonder what a percentage of people actually end up listening to me. <laughs> but no, but so, you, know, you know the betting side, man. There's, there's like for me, like picking fights is hard. You know, even though I know fighting, and but then, then there's guys who do like. Like this is what they do, and um, they're very good at it, looking at numbers and looking at all, all that stuff. Fighting's just—it's so hard to predict. Like last weekend, uh, I had some guys I swore were going to win, and and they didn't. I had some underdogs sprinkled in there, and I thought they were going to—you just don't know what somebody's going to do, you know. Like I thought some of these guys were going to come out and wrestle, and they just came out and were just striking the whole time, and then they got caught for it, you know. So it's a. Uh, it's not like football where you pretty much know what that one team's going to do. There might be some variables here and there, but yeah, fighting's fighting's of uh, especially MMA is very hard to pick. So we'll just have to see. And and for the record, guys, for the for the viewers, the last time you guys went head to head, I remember one of the fights, which was the Thug Namajunas and uh, the Zhang Li fight, and uh, Tom, yes, you got, yes. got the worst end of it, my man. So yes. Don't want to know. I knew you were going to go we'll dig see. up some examples. I knew you were going to go find them. That was, uh, that was a good. That was a good one. Though. That was a very. I was biting my. I was biting my nails watching that one. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just trying to make me feel fun. better. That was a close one. That, that dude. That was a. That was a very close fight. But um, I'm sure we can dig up. We'll we'll have to have a recap. We should do a recap show after the big one. See <laughs> see who the winners and the losers are. There we go. Um, uh. The uh, the next fight on the card though is a is one in uh, in your division, Sean, in the welterweight. We got uh, Jeff Neal taking on Santiago Ponzibo. 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 Yeah. What do we got here? So, this is another one. It's already a very uh, very close fight, but I don't know if you guys heard. So throughout the this week, the news came out that uh, Jeff Neal got locked up for. a DWI and oh, and gun charges on Thanksgiving. So that raises some red flags for me that um, I actually listened to his interview that he did this week. And he pretty much just said like he had one night where he, he just was kind of took it back and was drinking with his girl. And then he got some shit happened pretty much. But for me, listen to that. I'm like, listen, Thanksgiving's four less than three weeks away from your fight and you shouldn't be having any drinks no matter what like two months out from your fight so if you're drinking i don't care if it's one drink one drink or a thousand drinks is the same thing to me so you're drinking before your fight and you get locked up like that just kind of tells me your mind is definitely not in the the right space it should be but but jeff neal is a very very good fighter so this is one of those things where, like we were talking about the scale earlier, I won't be paying attention to because if I see him on the scale and he looks like he had a hard cut or if his body looks like it was a little bit soft, then I'd be leaning Ponzinibbio. If not, I think Jeff Neal, if Jeff Neal comes in looking good, I think it's a very winnable fight for him. So, yeah, we'll just have to see. I know the odds are super close. I'm pretty sure last time I checked. Yeah, so this yeah. is one of those fights where, again, we talk about the line movement. You ask, you know, what influences that? And that's the fun thing about betting on the UFC and sports in general is 
there's so many factors that can go in to moving a line. So this opened minus 110 both ways. And since then, uh, Neil has moved to plus 110, plus 115. You know, he's a pretty sizable underdog now. Um, and I'm yeah. guessing that's all because of that news. So sometimes it's not yeah. even on a, a granular level of, I think people think he's a better fighter, has a better chance to win. Sometimes it's just things as simple as, hey, some news came out about this guy that wasn't, that's not so good. He's got baggage. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure that's a hundred percent what it is. So it's got me skeptical, skeptical too. So I'm going to wait to, to see him on the scale before I, uh, I put any bets in, but yeah, if I, if I could get, uh, Jeff Neal as an underdog, I would definitely take him. but I'm just not confident in it. So we'll just have to see. It's a pretty decent okay. buy okay. low spot, you know, like, some news comes out. Does that really affect? I mean, it's hard to guess what their mental yeah. psyche is like. Yeah. But does that really affect him as a fighter? You know, well, or is he getting me, an extra it's value? More of what was his training camp like? If you're drinking on Thanksgiving a couple <laughs> weeks before your fight, like, did you really put everything into this camp? Mm-hmm. You could have, or were you just kind? Of, he's coming off two losses. Like, where where's your head at? You know, that's what's um, that's what's concerning for me. And that's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, that's that's got to be the line movement. Got to be a part. Ponzinibbio, is, uh, he trains very hard, and he's always coming to fight. So if you're a guy who's kind of your foot's in and out, and then you're fighting a guy like Ponzinibbio, you're going to have a, uh, a tough night at the office. So <laughs> we'll just have to see. We'll be a, it'll be a fun one, hopefully, either way. Yeah, uh, so- for sure. We'll wait on the pick there, and we'll head into the co-main event. Juliana Pena, is she is she a live dog, Tom? Taking on Amanda Nunez, plus six hundred. You can start this one off, Tom, and I'll I'll follow up. I want I want to see yep. what you got to say. So, to me, you have to play Pena if you're going to play this fight. There's no way you can bet Nunez, and again, it's it's one of those things where, yes, she's probably going to win. But the implied odds, and I won't go too deep down this rabbit hole because this is this is math and that's boring, right? But the implied yeah. odds of minus a thousand are insane. So do you really think that she has you know that chance to win? Um, I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely so Juliana Pena. She's very good, and she's very very tough, and um. She has great wrestling, great top pressure, but Amanda Nunez is Amanda Nunez. So I will not be betting against her. If I was betting, I'd probably take this fight just not going the distance. Um, Or even Amanda by finish, which I'm sure would make those odds a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot better. Like, let me see Amanda by, I got my uh, thing up. Sometimes so, they're not all posted. But while you looked at it, you found it? Is okay. minus 320. Which is Ooh. still crazy. So let me just give you still this. Hard. Let me give you this. Minus 1,000 is where she currently sits. Yeah. That's the implied odds. So what this, the, the percent chance that she wins this fight is 91% based on the odds she, that she has. Do you really think she has a, beast, a 91? But I, I know, but come on, 91%? 
I don't yeah, know. That's, and then for the fight to go, uh, fight not to go the distance is minus 550. Which that's, is that's about 84% chance. Yeah, to not you go can't even, t- you can't even, like, you can't even put her into a parlay unless you're doing like some kind of prop. But yeah, if you're looking at it like from that way, you can definitely bet Juliana Payne and knowing you might be throwing away a ticket, but she's a live dog, man. She's, she's good. And we've seen Amanda had like, she struggled against Duran and me on the feet. So she had to use her wrestling. If, if, um, if Juliana's hands look good, and if she tries to go for a takedown, I think she's going to have a hard time getting it. So we'll 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 see. But from just a straight up pick, not a bet, I'm going Amanda Nunes. Absolutely, guys. I got a quick trivia question for you, real quick. If anyone can get this, I'll be impressed. Who was the last person to defeat Amanda Nunes? Ah, uh, Kat Zingano. Yeah, September 2014. Impressed, Sean. And that was on the same card as McGregor Poirier won. Round and pound in the third round, I think. Yep, yep, there it is. So I got one more trivia question for you guys in the main event, Tom, if you want to take us over there. I would love to. I would love to. Let's see. Main event. This is going to be a fantastic, fantastic fight. Charles Oliveira against Dustin Poirier. Sean, or do you want to give the trivia question first? Do you want to hear what Sean has to say? Let's let Sean break it down a little first, then we'll dig into the trivia. Beautiful. So, this fight is um, this is as good as it gets at one fifty five right now. Between there, these two are are both savages, and um, yeah, it's another one that's hard to pick. Um, Poirier is just you. I just don't want to ever bet against him because he's such a good guy, and for him to to cap off his career he needs this you know he was the interim champ he fights Khabib he loses now he's coming back he just beat up Connor twice beat up Dan Hooker now he's getting his chance to win the belt then on the other side you got Oliveira who almost gets knocked out by Michael Chandler wins the belt and um this dude if you look at he's been in the UFC forever and he's lost a lot of fights won a lot of fights and now for him to go on this crazy streak um, it's just, yeah, it's a feel good thing. So it's going to suck watching one of them lose, but, um, I do think it's hard because I think Oliveira, he's very dangerous on the ground and, uh, Dustin has been submitted before. So that kind of worries me, but I, um, is that his I, only path, Sean, you think is a submission? No, because if you look at his, I mean, his striking is getting so much better and he, he knocked out. I mean, he dropped Michael Chandler with a left hook and finished him off on the ground, you know. So I think he has a few different paths, but I think that would be the scariest. One. I think that's his best one. But then you just you look at Dustin and his hands are looking so good lately. And he has some serious firepower. And um, I, I think Dustin will Dustin's been in those long five round. He's had so many five round fights, you know, he's. He's uh, yeah. He's he, he went twenty five minutes with Max. He went twenty five minutes with Hooker. He um, yeah. He's he's had these wars with these guys, and I, I just I just can't bet against them. So I'm going to go uh, Dustin Poirier. 
I do not have a play on this yet. But what I will say, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think if I bet it, I'll just do like some crazy like Charles Oliveira by submission or Poirier by knockout just to cover myself on both ends type thing. But I think I might just sit it out and and honestly watch it as a fan because you know you know how it is when you're betting on a fight you obviously want the one fighter to win or whatever that that bet is you can't really enjoy it as much i really want to just sit back and enjoy this one because it's going to be uh it's going to be a good one the popcorn fight i hear you on that yeah it's going to be a good one and what i will say Um, about this guys is charles is catching a lot of money he's catching a lot of money and i and from the people in my circle that i talk to in the UFC, they are all against Poirier in this one. Really? They are. I've been hearing that too, Tom, and it's shocking to me because I'll also the mission is plus three ten. That's a bet. It's weird because this is one of those fights, guys, where all the money is or a lot of money is coming in on Poirier. Yet the line like isn't moving at all toward him. It's kind of just like froze, and that tells that that's sometimes telling that the books might feel good about the other guy, and they might want those bets to continue coming in on Poirier. But I I just can't I can't picture it. But I felt that way in the Chandler fight too, and then you saw what happened. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, it's it's a hard one to pick, man. But like I said, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I could definitely see Charles getting a submission, but I could also see Dustin lighting him up on the feet. So, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to bet it. Like I said, I just kind of want to sit back and enjoy it as a fan, but you can take that information for whoever's listening and do as you please. But I, de- I know people are definitely betting on Oliveira, you know. Um, it's not – it's not like I feel like when this fight first got announced, people just thought, like, this is Dustin's time, and it's definitely not the case. It's definitely – a very, very even fight, and it's going to be a, a very competitive fight. And I may end up yeah. sitting this one out as well for the same reason, because I I just want to enjoy this fight. I don't yeah, want to be worried about hard. it. It's too hard. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave us with this. Uh, quick little trivia question to wrap us oh, up. Yeah. Who was the last person to defeat Charles Oliveira, if you haven't looked yet? Because like Sean alluded to earlier. Felder. Yep, knockout in 2017. <laughs> but he's been ripping him off, guys. He just keeps winning. I was watching that fight. I remember exactly where I was at. Paul was in that Anaconda. I think it was an Anaconda or it was a Dars. And I was like, holy shit. I can't believe he's not. Ta- I, I thought Paul was going to go to sleep. I talked to Paul afterwards. He said he was gargling on. He said he was like <laughs> almost out when he got oh out gosh. of that and started raining down that ground and pound. And yeah, that so that's a that that win has aged very very well for Paul. Oh, absolutely, Sean. His trivia game is pretty pretty strong, Tom. We I love might have trivia. to get a little trivia action one of these days. Hey, uh, with steady picks. Bring bring the questions. I'm, I. I'm pretty well versed in this category. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I do love trivia. Yes. I love trivia so much. I kind of stink at it, oh, but uh, I love it. Steady Picks Radio, uh, Wake Up and Wager. Great show. Wow, that's a lot of picks. Some of which Sean and I are on opposite sides. We'll see how that works out. I'll be rooting against yep. you, Sean. No. <laughs> it's not. 
like I said, we'll get together afterwards and we'll we'll re, we'll recap the uh, the weekend. Hopefully, we all make some money. Hopefully, everyone listening makes some money. Take these picks, make some good bets, and uh, let's make it happen. Let's keep me off crates too. Sugar Sean O'Malley, get it done. I don't need to be in the hospital right now. Can't, can't have my man getting hurt. <laughs> Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck this weekend. Let's win some fights. Let's win some money. SteadyPicks.com, Steady Picks Radio. Good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Sean.